one one day he'll learn actions have consequences, and until then, we'll just keep making laws. I'll just stay in your lane, rule. Oh. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I'm still, I'm still hung up on this chump thing. Name me a sex tape. <laughs> Should we just start with our wide receiver one? Ponovan Jeeples Dones. And then between him and the end of the round, there's four clowns and Harsh. My clicks would ever beat people don't like Ponovan for <laughs> I'll take Kenny Welsh, please. Oh, you want me to, like, commit fork seppuku or something? <laughs> Got something for you. No. Yeah. Broncos country. Let's ride. Matt Ryan. I want the tongue. I'm a scholar of the game. Triple Bukaki. <laughs> My team is a large number team. Is Eric bad at fantasy football? I've got JJ, Frankie, JJ just pumping me in the afternoon games. <laughs> Howard and a loser. I would flex a giant. <laughs> yeah. I just called him daddy for a week. I am but a husk of the man I once was. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the SSFL podcast. This is the Island Bowl 2022 edition. Starting it off with our uh, Island Bowl attendee himself, Eric Searle. How are you doing? I am but a husk of the man I once was. <laughs> Kevin, uh, on vacation, golfing for the season. How are you doing? Feeling festive. I uh, haven't had to worry about anything in a while, which as much as fun as fantasy football is, it is a little bit nice to not have to worry about the stress of it. And, Blessing uh, in disguise. <laughs> and um, yeah, worrying about it. Anthony, how you doing? You ready? I'm ready. Um, this is exciting. Uh, I think it's the two best teams all year, so it seems appropriate. Uh, yeah, it's just I mean, dance uh, time now. Yeah, it all comes down to this. Speaking of blessing and disguises, um, actually, where should we start? We got a lot of things to go through. Do you want to just go straight into the Pronley? Yes. <laughs> Eric's shaking his is, head, so that seems like an actual say, yes. really. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, uh, you know, like all of Ali and Frazier's fights, they like had fun nicknames for the other one. So, like, Island Bowl 2, like... I don't know what is it like Thrilla in I don't know right trying to figure Duncan. out Duncan <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what the fun name is you know you don't often get a repeat like that so hmm. you're awfully quiet Eric I'll have to feeling? workshop it yeah I'm trying to come up with it to the mat on the Malahat <laughs> <laughs> I was going more like slap fight in Sydney or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see uh, James is moving back to Nanaimo soon. So he'll be uh, potentially inflicted with the island curse next year. We'll see if he ends up in a probably. Oh, we've got a Broncos curse. We've got an island curse. Although, really, you'd think that living on the island is like enough of a curse as it is. In what way? The great weather, or the excellent golf courses, the, the ferry, the whole city. I don't need to, don't leave. Need to say that anymore. In the year of our Lord, 2023, can't have Wi-Fi on a fucking ferry. <laughs> So what is it about the island? Because, you know, like in the NHL, people talk about how the Canucks always have to travel further because they're on the West Coast and maybe that plays a role into some of their difficulties. So is there a geographical explanation for why uh, the two island teams are repeating in the Prongly Bowl? Mm, 
a good question. I think it's just that our lives are so good in every other way outside of fantasy football <laughs> that we don't have time to be scouting the waiver wire and doing research and such. Maybe um, spend a little time researching <laughs> next year. I will say that at the beginning of the season, general consensus was that my team was good. And even like four weeks in, when I did the power rankings and put myself way too high, uh, you didn't even have that much to say about it because my team still looked good. Um, and I would say that uh, sometimes that doesn't work out. So That's true. It's not like That's my true. team looked like a steaming pile of shit from the start. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> so like we I... don't play in a general consensus league. Otherwise, that might have something <laughs> to do with Well, I'm just saying luck plays a large role in these things. So. I was, uh, Bryn actually listened into the pod last week. Good luck, or great job, by the way. Um, cause I was sitting there at the pool listening to it and laughing the whole time. And she's like, all right, I gotta know what's going on. And we're talking about everything. And I was giving her all the storylines, the Taysom Hill and everything. And she's like, is Eric bad at fantasy football? It's <laughs> like, no, maybe, maybe. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of toilet bowls in your, uh, uh, I'm going my, for the double crown. I got the last place in the Benny Bowl, so I've got to take down the SFL also. This will be your third Pronley Bowl appearance, but you're 2-0 and in Pronley Bowl appearances so far. Yes, is that correct? That's true. It's actually so, third consecutive, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's so true. Yikes. Yeah. Um, kind of like a similar to like an LA Rams situation, you know, where you... Mm. You got your your glory and you're kind of paying for it for years. That's possible, yeah. If there was, unfortunately, there's no LA Rams um, explanation for it. <laughs> championships I won pay no, uh, have no like bearing on the Ronleys I have now. Uh, it, it's kind of like a classic eye test versus analytics because objectively by the numbers, you've been putrid. But <laughs> everyone sort of has the the inclination and, and, and thought that you're good at it. And I do, I do think so too. And I'm, I'm looking for a bounce back next year, but I mean. I think uh, since I was like five years old, I've had this ability of speaking relatively eloquently and tricking people into thinking, I know what the fuck I'm talking about in all kinds of topics. And I think that applies here in fantasy football. So. I think that's fair. I would also say that as we've talked before, I have a certain strategy in fantasy football that I've employed every year, which is pretty like, boom bust in general i tend to swing pretty hard for the fences on all my picks which would explain why i don't make the playoffs a lot and then when i do i win championships so like this is sort of the name of the game i guess no no chance at uh changing no uh new year's resolution for 2023 i mean we'll see old habits die hard (laughs) some about old dogs new tricks yeah exactly well i'm gonna be 30 next time we have a draft so we all are almost Not Tyler. Kyle, yeah. Um, how are you feeling about the Pronley? Two is out, right? Is he really? Well, he's got a cocky. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's fine. That takes away a decision. I don't have to agonize over. Got the quarterback wrong two weeks in a row, so whatever. Oh, you're just going to start uh, Danny Dogecoin? Danny Dogecoin, yep. He uh, got a decent matchup. The 201 was kind of nerve-wracking also because it's the Patriots on the road which is like on paper, the Patriots haven't been a good pass defense, but you know, like they need a win and you could definitely see that game just being like a 10, seven slog. So uh, side note on Tua, I'm curious what you guys think. So 
it obviously turned out that he did get a concussion during that game and it, it was relatively early on. And if you, I don't know who was able to like watch that game on Christmas, but um, in his, in the second half, he was like throwing very strange passes. And I'm wondering there if, was. He, if he was <laughs> like, <laughs> if he was maybe um, a little bit woozy or something, right. Cause we know about like Timo mm-hmm. Solani or was it, or Paul Korea who, who Paul came Korea. back and scored. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he like didn't remember anything. So I wonder if more comes out about it later on. But it, it was very strange how he played in the second half. So I was curious. That's if you true, guys actually. notice anything. A great point. He was like the three interceptions he threw in the second half were very like untua interceptions. He is known for being kind of like maybe the best game managing quarterback going right now. And uh, those were not game manager type picks. Yeah, I unfortunately was not able to catch a lot of football on Christmas Day, but um Waddle sure looked good. The one highlight I saw. Yeah, I, I didn't get to watch a ton of it too. I've just sort of seen the fallout. And then the other thing, obviously, it being like <clears throat> the second time there's been this sort of issue around Tua this year, which is why it's probably such a big deal. I don't know. I really don't know what else they're supposed to do to try and curb it, right? Like if the players aren't going to be being honest with the medical staff about how they're feeling, even with these independent spotters and stuff. It, it does feel like one of those things that we are trying to legislate out, but ultimately it's got to be sort of a, I don't know, like a mental shift from the players to be the ones to put their hands up and say, hey, something's not feeling well here. Because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how else you solve it. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's never going to be a case where a player is going to put their own hand up and say, I have a question. I don't think you're ever going to get that with the high competitiveness of the league. But I think you might be able to do it in terms of having teammates notice of their teammates that something. That happened, didn't it, with uh, Aguilar? Was it Aguilar? Yeah, I was trying to remember who it was when I saw that clip. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I like totally agree with both of you. Like I think that just the way the league is and the way like the incentives are structured, like you're never gonna have a player just be like, Yeah, you know what? Probably probably not worth it. Like and that's not great, but I don't know what you can do. Like they've already made such a big change. Like uh I don't remember why, but they were showing a bunch of like old Brady clips of him just getting fucking lit up. It was like not even that long ago. And like if you hit a quarterback like that, like this in this day and age, like that it would be like all over everything. So I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it makes me very nervous to really rely on Tua, like even going into next year. Like concussions are, you know, one concussion for fantasy purposes is not super bad, but they do like it gets worse every time. True. Well spooky. It is. It's also still sort of voodoo, right? Like the most familiar familiarity I have with it is like when Crosby was going through his concussion issues and he was out of hockey for like 18 months, like during it's like 24, 25 years, he should be putting up a ton more points. And like they've come a long way, obviously. So there is the thought of, hey, if you're taking extended leave, maybe it's, I don't know, a reset or, or whatever their their approach is. There is like track record of players coming back and playing at a high level and it not being a recurring issue. But I remember that lingering for a long time with him. So anyways, hopefully that's not the case with him, especially as he's finally coming into his own. Yeah, that's really the worst part of this all is like the team is built for him and it like it's been great. It's just tough to see him not be able to stay together. Um before we get into playoffs, the only other thing I want to point out is Dion picking up a bunch of defenses on the waivers. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna bring that up too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Is he playing for anything? No. no. Yeah, no, he's just mad. That shouldn't be ha- that shouldn't happen. He just dropped those. 
I he just, actually doesn't have a matchup. He played his fifth place game against you last week, and he picked yeah. up two defenses. I was wondering if I was missing something there, or what his like, what his angle was, who he was trying to spite by doing that. I'm not entirely sure. I think he's just trying to spite everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I think it's an important. Con- I personally don't really care. But it's always like an ongoing conversation, I feel like, in like the fantasy football community about who should be able to pick up players or not. Um, I don't know what you guys think about next year implementing a rule like if you're not on the path of the Pronley or the path of the championship, then there's no reason for you to be picking up players. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think I totally agree. Yeah, like to me, in season, it's a different game where Obviously. like you're paying a price for that. And, you know, like, obviously, if Dion were to drop, you know, his whole starting lineup and pick up all the defenses, like, that would cause a bunch of problems in all sorts of ways. Like, that seems unacceptable to me. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe once um, you're not playing in a matchup, like, your team roster should just be locked. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because then we've never had this. I don't think we would in our lane or in our league. But I've heard of situations where teams that are out of the playoffs just, like, drop all of their good players to try to feed them to the team that they want to win in the championship bracket or whatever. So yeah, lock the rosters and don't have to worry about that ever. Yeah, so I think, I think it's a pretty, pretty easy thing to do. I would say like, obviously the third place game is important too for payout. So like the, do we pay four. out for third? Yeah. So that matters. And then the Pronley, and then that, that should be it this week. Personally, I don't know. Third gets your entry back. Yeah. That it is. Do we still give entry back for points four as well? Or uh, we give some money out. I can check if you want, but I don't remember what the amount is. That's a good question, actually. I remember. I still think we shouldn't do that. You measure the success of the season by wins, but we've done this before. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with, I just, with that as well, Kevin. I don't yeah. care either way. I, I, yeah, personally. I think, um, yeah, I think it's pretty soft what Dion's doing. I think he's just generally not happy that nothing went his way this year with the rules. And I think it's a bit of a bitch move. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is that I put in a dollar bid on both of those defenses too. So I would have just ended up with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. I, and I put in a zero dollar bid on both of those defenses. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I, I really, yeah, I was just trying to collect what I thought were the good defensive matchups. So Brendan could come as long as what I was trying yeah. to do. So. And I mean, thank you for that last week because I think <laughs> yeah, it won so... you my matchup. You can. Uh... Oh, Shar can uh, you can apologize to Shar if you want. Fantasy football is the weirdest, most ficklest beast ever. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, I um ended up with the Rams, and in hindsight, like they're playing the Broncos. Like, why didn't I pick them up in the first place? I, I don't know. I had them on my roster, but like they're not very good either. So I thought that te- I thought that game was just gonna be like just gross like i don't know like no one anyway mm-hmm. but yeah in hindsight like and here i am sitting in an airport lounge like watching the game in the vip lounge through a glass window watching them <laughs> pick him off pick russ off twice in the first like 10 minutes it's just like love to see it i'm i'm just if I, were you, that... I would have just paid the 15 bucks to go to the vip lounge. <laughs> i didn't know you could do that i thought you had to have like a membership card and stuff you can usually just pay some amount of money and they'll let you in I was I was ready to just take the dive and pay for in-flight Wi-Fi, and both of our flights didn't have it. Air Canada? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm just happy my minus four Broncos start didn't cost me, because that would have been <laughs> that would have been an all-time blunder. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would have haunted me for days. But um, It's okay. Thank- Russell Wilson still can't shred a defense, so yeah. no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Kyle, for picking me. Um, what else can I say? 
Yeah, it's really unfortunate that that worked out for you and that you're in the final and you wouldn't have beat the other two teams. So is that unfortunate or is that very fortunate? Fortunate for you, it's unfortunate in more of like a general sense. Oh, nice to see. <laughs> like from a purely utilitarian standpoint, it is unfortunate because mm-hmm. there's more negative feelings in the world than positive ones mm-hmm. about this outcome. I did yeah. like mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out like what was the best case for me. In terms of like before knowing that Kyle had picked Tony, like I was trying to convince myself that maybe that was the best case if Kyle picked Tony. Mm. Like I don't really want to have to lose to Kyle, and um, I I was convinced he was going to pick Shara, and I felt like Kyle picking Tony, and then just like you know Kyle's team randomly does just pop off. Like this give gave me the most chances to like beat Tony's team basically. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair. I would say that yes. Uh, is kind of a quirky thing that I ended up making to finals strictly on in that year we put that rule in and it benefited me but also like when you look at the season long I think we can all agree that um, mine and Brendan's team were probably the two best teams so it seems like kind of appropriate that we're in the finals so like a, a a big picture thing I think it it kind of makes sense it all kind of works out and then you know whoever wins wins I think it's, I think it's fair it's just a weak matchup it's gonna be a good one I think. It is going to be a good one. I mean, I really didn't want to play you last week. Um, I thought your team had really good matchups and, you know, I was correct because you went off. So I'm hoping that maybe return to the mean a little bit. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely cooking right now um, in those fucking dinky little like <laughs> shot passes that they run. I cannot believe that counts as like, you know, like seven points. It's, oh. I, I think like not kidding the thing i'm most worried about with him next week is that they bench him halfway through the game yeah that's actually a very fair point yeah um i think that uh speaking of like regressing to the mean means i think um jamal williams has kind of slowed down you know he's put up like four points like three weeks in a row at this you can point. only you can only score so many two-yard touchdowns in a season you know? i mean <laughs> like yeah he's still like top five running backs for yeah. touchdowns yeah um, so it's a little sad to see that, but it's also like, you know, kind of feel like we expected that. I, I'm very excited for the Waddle ETN, um, matchup. So revenge game for both those players going up against their old teams. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel I would, pretty good I would, about everything. I would say that they are both equally valuable to our respective teams. So, you know, it's just one of those. And look, we both made it to the final. So there you go. Good trade overall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else can you say, right? Yeah. And it's on New Year's Day too. So it'll be um, it'll be a stressful New Year's Day, but just going to sit there, make some coffee, be hungover. Uh, yeah. A little hair of the dog, maybe, depending on how the matchup's going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, definitely. I think I was looking at the matchups like um, there we do have – I thought you had someone playing on Monday night, or do I have someone playing on Monday I don't night? have Monday. Oh, I do. The Bills play on Monday night. It could be the pedestrian. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the... uh, poetic? <laughs> oh, yeah, it needs seven points, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually think that Justin Field is going to score like 40-some points against Detroit and win it for you like early. I would hope. I hope so. He had a tough matchup last week, and I got away with it, but Detroit's pretty delicious. I'm just worried that because they have nothing to play for that I don't know if like they said that they weren't going to sit them and I, I I don't think they will, but I'm wondering if they like tone it down a little bit or if they really just want to beat 
they want to beat Detroit. They asked him, they asked uh, the coach about it. And he said that they, he got asked about why they're not sitting. And he said, we need to get better. Mm-hmm. Like we know what we have, but we need to keep getting better at what we are. Otherwise we're starting where we are next season. And Fields has already come out and said he wants to get that rushing record. So there's, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be, I'd be watching that one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Also on Denver quickly, did you guys see that the front office came out and had a quote saying that they believe Russell Wilson is fixable? Oh no. So they're how gonna fire think, the coach. Yeah. How how do you think Russell and his camp are gonna react to that? Is do you think there's gonna be any semblance of ownership of his part on this, like how this year went in the offseason? I think it's too late. Even if he came out now and was like, Yeah, woo, things went bad, like it's too late. It's comes across as dishonest to me. You must have one of the highest paid PR teams in the NFL terms of player PR teams and I'm not just like making a joke there I think he probably does and he hasn't shown a lot of ability to be like humble about losses in the past but maybe somebody in that PR team will be able to convince him that your best play is actually say yeah I played terrible this year and I can do better and I'm gonna work hard and not just not just post videos of it but like actually you know make a concerted effort to extend an olive branch to the team. Like there's a fight on the sideline the other day between the offensive lineman and the backup quarterback about the fact he's getting sacked so much. And at least one of those two sacks right before that was completely his fault. Yeah. I I saw um, someone tweeted like the thing, I think it summed up Russell Wilson the best. Like we've hammered how bad he is multiple times, but they're like, I've never seen someone uh, do or ruin their reputation. So by spending so much energy trying to save the reputation. It's just like, that's True. perfect. It's perfect. Like, it's just, it's too funny to me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious because when he was in Seattle, it was obviously they were in lockstep. It was always like him and Pete were speaking for the same thing. Now this is the first time a head office is saying like, hey, he's the problem. We think we can fix him. So I'm very curious to see how that dynamic plays out because clearly they're already pissed off at him. Like, to your point, the linemen are fighting. Anyways, we'll see. Um, we'll see. If they, they're lucky their defense is that good. But other than that. Well, we'll see what they look like next year. Like, it, I mean, it seems very clear that the defense is not happy with what's going on on the other side of the ball. I think uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go. We'll have a lot of stuff next pod for the playoffs or for the championship and for uh, for the su- superlatives. So I wanted to do a little like looking forward this pod and mm-hmm. do 2023 fantasy New Year's resolutions. Uh, even people as insufferable as Tony probably made some things that they are like some, you know, have stuff that they could improve on next season. Um, I'm curious if you have one or what you think, uh, the gap is and no, just not, or dodging the promly is not a big enough answer. Eric. I have one first. Yeah. I, whoever. Okay. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll go first. I got a couple actually. Um, so I'll start. Going into next year, my fantasy New Year's resolution is to uh, not just immediately ignore guys who start the year injured or on suspension. I do it every year. And like DeAndre Hopkins this year, although like obviously with the, all the quarterback injuries, he hasn't been valuable, but he was like looking like a huge like league winning type piece. And I do it every year where I'm like so focused on the first four weeks or six weeks or whatever and i'm like ah it's too long to hold on to a guy and then like six weeks just blows by and you're like oh i wish i had deandre hopkins or whatever and i think there's a lot of value to be had in those players so something i'm going to keep in mind that's a good one so what you're saying is you're going to draft the doodler absolutely not because he's (laughs) terrible (laughs) no hopkins is a good point like he 
kind of carried Kevin's team for a couple of weeks, didn't he? Like in the totally. midseason, yeah. And like if Kyler didn't get hurt, I think um, he would have been he would have been instrumental. Yeah, for sure. Especially with how bad Hollywood Brown has looked since he came back, I was a little bit worried that Hollywood Brown would come back and then that would eat into it a little bit. But I think Hollywood Brown coming back and being pretty not himself for the last chunk of the season mm-hmm. uh, means that probably wouldn't have been true. Uh, Eric, did you have one uh, in the chamber? Sure. Uh, I think I need to get, I need to be more flexible on draft day and not get Ooh. so stuck into a specific strategy. Um, I think two years ago, I got really excited about the wide receiver, wide receiver thing um, because I thought there was a lot of value later in on, in running back. Um, and then those running backs came off the board like two rounds earlier than I thought they would. And that kind of like hooped my draft and I should have transitioned to running back quicker when I started seeing that happen, but I was too like stuck in my strategy. And then this year, looking at the uh player pool i thought there was a lot of running back value late again but i was so afraid of getting screwed on running back again that i went running back early but then all those running backs that i wanted late in rashad white and tyler algier and brian robinson were still there and i got them anyway and so i ended up with a team of like 95 running backs and no wide receivers and i need to be a little bit more uh flexible and like kind of shift with what's going on in the draft i also think also true with quarterback like i could have gone earlier on quarterback this year but i got too stuck in the like no i'm gonna draft a late mindset and just you know refuse to even though you know josh allen was there in the fourth round or whatever it was and probably could have gone with that so anyway that's the solution yeah i think that's totally fair um yeah it's so unpredictable like our our the ssfl draft is so unpredictable that i think you need to not like necessarily have like plan b's and c's but just be open to the idea that things won't go as planned but there, there is, there are always good players that fall for some reason. There's always like little nuggets throughout. If you're, yeah, or you just draft Jalen Waddle late because he was the highest ranking player on your eight beers deep, and you get lucky. So I don't know. <laughs> or Harsh just whispers you the name uh, as you're yeah. just unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's like really like I play a lot of like drafting type games, and that's like always like tip number one is like stay open basically. Like, um, I think actually I've complained about, uh, mock drafts in the past, but they are good for that where like, there's always some people on some fucking wild stuff and being able to practice adapting to that is helpful. Um, Kevin, do you have one? I do. Um, <clears throat> it's something I started doing this year, but I, I would resolve to continue to not be swayed by court of public opinion. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to be snarky about it. Like, I mean it. Like, I do think that if you get it right, it gives you such an advantage in a, in a league with 14 people. And I know that I, I, we already sort of dissected my team last, last week, so we don't need to get too far into it. But I, I really like what I did this year outside of getting married to the narrative. Like, I think I could have really done some more stuff if I had been trading guys. Um, so, but I do think that having the conviction to be able to go that far against what maybe people were remotely thinking. Um, I think that really did help me. I just wasn't flexible enough to do it. So in the same breath, I would be, my resolution is not to care so much what other people say during the season and then try and win finally. I like, I think that's, you know, it's funny because of the tight ends, but it's also totally right. And like with 14 teams, there's only so many players that are like the obvious picks and like, you got to do something to stand out. Like the, the worst feeling I think in fantasy football is like being in week four, staring at a player that you only pick because you thought you had to, you know what I mean? And like, you don't think they're good, 
He didn't buy into it, but they were like clearly the highest ranked running back there. It's like, no, fuck that. I think this guy's going to be fine. Like if you get it wrong, people get it wrong all over the place. So don't worry about it too much. Or I think it's even worse the other way around where there was a guy that you were really high on, but you couldn't pull the trigger to draft him as early as you needed to because you thought you'd get like the like, oh, garbage pick or something like that. And then (laughs) in week five, they're like a lead winner. That's honestly something that like someone made that comment in the draft, like, you know, you got to pick your guys like years ago. And like, that was a big moment for me of like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I've usually shown up to drafts with rankings that are slightly different than everyone else. And for a number of years was just like, would look at it and be like, wow, that player was a lot higher in my rankings and is still there and would chicken out and pick someone else. But I think that's a good one. I think it's important though, to know to you can have your own different rankings, but you also need to come into the draft with like the expert consensus rankings because yeah. you need to know what other people are going to be doing. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So that you can make those like, value calls. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one thing to like have your own ranks, but you need to have a good like touch on the pulse of what the rest of the league and what the SSFL is doing, which is usually weird. Yeah. Yep. Especially in 14 teams, you can't just like play the ADP game all the time, especially if you're near the end. So yeah, totally just pick the guys you like. Um, and yeah. Who cares? People are wrong all the time. Um, Because, yeah, I totally agree. There's nothing worse than, like, I don't think this guy's going to be good. Like, I feel it. Like, I don't think he's a good player. And then you feel backed into picking him. And then four weeks in, you're like, I didn't want this guy anyway. Why do I have him on my team? Um, Yeah. And everyone forgets. You're trying to trade him, and you got to make it sound like the other guy wants him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I drafted him in the third round, man. He's good at early third round pick. Like, he's actually been pretty good. He's getting the touches. He's just no score. Like, yeah, it's just the and like the opposite absolutely is true. Uh, and no one no one remembers the draft like three weeks in anyway. Like if you draft a guy too early, quote unquote too early, but he ends up being good, no one's going to be like, oh, well, it's still a shitty pick because you picked him too early. But the psychology of the draft is so interesting that there is like peer pressure in the draft. And I, um, <laughs> and I just think it's interesting, right? I mean, we've all fallen for it. We've all picked that guy we didn't really like, but, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's a good pick and you're feeling good about it because everyone else says it's good, but deep down, you know, it's bad. Um, it's just fascinating. I just think that there is peer pressure at the draft might be the biggest understatement of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it is, it is a fascinating social experiment. And that's why like prudes, like Matthew Barry is always like, don't get drunk at your draft. I'm like, you're boring, Matthew Barry. I think that's... I draft better when I get drunk. Yeah. You just like, you have more fun, a little bit more open to ideas, a little bit more chaotic. Yeah. When you're a little more drunk, it's more fun when people razz you for the picks that they yeah. don't like also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You heard it here, Mike. Get really drunk for the next draft and those Cam Akers picks <laughs> will just bounce right off. Yeah. Cam Akers 30-point week last week. Yeah. I know. Mike too bad he's little... not playing for anything. Yeah. Mike was just a little too early to the party, but he had the right idea. So there yeah. you go. Um, I do have a resolution. Um, and it's, I mean, we've joked about it a lot, but I think it is like, get better at the in-season management and the waiver wire and maybe don't spend $37 on Taysom Hill week one. <laughs> Yay. It's growth. You see it here. Yeah. Growth, growth on the podcast. I do like, I, I think I like feel comfortable drafting. I like the way that I draft teams, uh, but have always struggled with like in-season management with trading. And like that came uh, like week seven or whatever. We're trying to, all my running backs are unbiased. I'm just like desperately trying to figure something out. Sending Jay texts to a phone that's like in the Bermuda Triangle, and <laughs> Tyler's in like Langley on a 
farm somewhere just like doing god knows what and it's like i could have seen that coming a long time ago and managed that better uh and like just uh holding on to the players that do uh the flyers i take so yeah in three playoffs or playing for in three championships this year though so feeling good three really three. yeah you're in the championship in the fantasy of football also yeah and i got my my benny bowl trophy Ooh, the triple crown that'd be quite the year we're hoping i'm coming for okay. the the ssfl uh if we if we don't have anything else to talk about i have uh another like creative way to change up the league I'd oh, like to float, oh you guys <laughs> dion's gonna riot <laughs> So when we were at the uh, bar a couple weeks ago, uh, Kurt Dinsmore expressed interest in joining the league. And we were, you know, that'd be great to have Kurt in the league. But that is 15 teams. We can't have 15 teams because we'd have to go to 16. But I actually would propose to you that it is possible to have 15 teams. Oh, God. And I would like to suggest this is a real game changer. So I'm sure this will get lots of pushback. But I just want to float this by. With 15 teams, you could, instead of having matchups with only two players and two teams in them, you have every matchup has three teams every oh week God. of the year. So you'd have five three-way matchups every single week. We have a 14-week regular season. So if you're playing two teams every week, you would be able to play everyone in the league twice for a 14-team, 14-week regular season, playing two teams a week. You would essentially have an opportunity to get zero, one, or two wins every single week because you have two. And we'd be able to have 15 teams in the league. You could go to three divisions of five. You have, you know, potentially more fun every week because you're always, you know, in a matchup. Even if you get blown out by one team, you still have a chance to get another win, probably. So it's actually smart, and I actually like the concept. It'll never pass, and I don't know if I want to do it. Not (laughs) in this league, but, like, if we had, if we just, like, copy and pasted this league, um, I would love to, like, give that a try. It's actually a fun idea, but uh, that's wacky. Yeah, this is the most fancy play syndrome, fancy play syndrome league ever possible. <laughs> and the the bookkeeping is already like making my head hurt. Yeah, we would have to like make our own sleeper in order to accommodate this, which would be a hell of a lot of work. Maybe yeah. step so. one is just like locking rosters who are eliminated from the playoffs. Like we'll go there first. Yeah, I just think it's nice to have a little thought experiment once in a while and step outside and be like, you know what? It is actually possible to have a 15 team league that would work you don't yeah. have to be given bye weeks or like you can have an odd number of teams i think it only works with nine and 15 those are the only size of leagues mm-hmm. that i think you do this in divisible by three yeah yeah we've we've joked about this before but the idea of the, like the like experimental ssfl league would be so much fun where we just like do wild <laughs> shit like this i really want to do like a redraft league where you draft a new team every week on every tuesday week. Well, oh, i would love that it's too much yeah. work it'll never happen yeah well, I mean, what was the other we talked about the guillotine league? Whereas if you come last in points for that week, you are out and your players just go into the pool and then everyone <laughs> bids on them. I mean, I think we could get like eight or 10 people from our league that like SFL would do that. I'd be down to That's do that. So fun. And then you'd have like a little like 30 minute draft on Tuesdays to like, or I guess you just do it through the waiver. No, yeah, that wouldn't work. <clears throat> yeah, it's just bidding, I think. I, I actually don't know do the answer. Yeah. I think waiver would be the way to do it. I think that'd be most fun because then there's the strategy, like season long strategy of do I bid hard on this player this week that just got knocked out or do I save it because I think this team will get knocked out next week because they're good players on a buy or whatever and then I can get them for the rest of the season. And the trading would be like all of the time because you're trying to win that week and then like there's always good players available on the wire. So Mm. you're like, oh, I can trade these guys. I'll just bid a bunch for this running back sort of thing. I'll be honest, I'm 
but at the end of the year, I'm so just like burnt out with fantasy football. I don't know if I could, if I could, uh, manage that. Uh, Baloney, you could easily do it. You sit on a podcast that eight people listen to. Well, we're up to eight. Yeah, we doubled. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually interesting you say that though, Tony, because I do remember after the second season that I won the league back to back. Um, I had like a similar second one to you where you you didn't draft the best team. Like you had to build a team throughout the mm-hmm. season. And that was the same as my second championship. And I was like utterly exhausted <laughs> yeah. football by the end of that. Like there is a serious exhaustion involved in like long playoff runs in fantasy football. I don't know how actual athletes is. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And doing it back to back is like, yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. I had to work extra hard. I felt like this year, um, and then if I end up winning this year, I don't know, next year I'm going to be, it's going to be wild. I, I'm just going to show up at draft. I don't think I have like the emotional energy to try and <laughs> like do research. And are I you might just sh- show it up and ring, wing it. <laughs> and you're sure that fantasy football outweighs your newborn child in the, like the whole exhaustion levels? It's a fair point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not like you've been doing anything else this year. <laughs> I think if anything, it's helped you in the sense that you probably just spent a lot of time just like cruising on your phone. Like, yeah, very true. Right? Yeah. yeah, I made a lot of Putting those, in those like, trades. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, though. A lot of those trades and stuff were like made um, when I was like up late with him or just like feeding them and everything. So fair point. Fair point. Moral of the story, guys, should all have kids. You'll get better at fantasy football. Uh, I also disagree. <laughs> I love fantasy football. Maybe I don't spend as much time week to week, but... Definitely don't spend zero time. And uh, I, I would draft another league tomorrow and play if that was an option. Me too. Um, I know that we sort, of, we sort of touched on it earlier with the Kurt thing going to 15. Um, it, I can't remember where the conversation went at the bar. Like, is there an appetite to look to try and get a 16th? I think um, so. I think yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I prefer 16. 16. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I just don't want a square hole, round peg, whatever that term is. It's um, more just like, who's the 16th? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, there were some ideas thrown out in chat a little while back. I don't love all of them, but there's a few that I think we should pursue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, there's some people that were thrown out there that I'm like, no, these people spent, like, the majority of high school bullying half the league, and I don't really want them in the league now. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and then there's some other names. I can't remember exactly who it was now. I really so don't I think... want it to be, like, someone's friend, like, Kenny, I no. think, threw out, like, oh, like, my buddy wants to play fantasy football, and, like, I don't know, like, Bryn's best friend's husband is also, like, big into football, but, like, you know, none of you know him. I, I think the easiest fallback would be one of the guys that we're good buddies with from the NDFL league, like, Brandon's age, like, whether it's a Michael Tiana or a Jordan yeah. Sandu. Like, to me, that's the fallback if we can't get someone, like, our age. Just slowly start poaching people from the NDFL because we are the superior the future. Have you, have you ever <laughs> talked to some of the... Oh, yeah, Brandon always yeah. raves about it. But talking to Tino about it is hilarious. He's yeah. like, you guys just made all these changes? How'd you do it? It's like, <laughs> we don't have, like, the monolithic Tyler Gammon standing above everybody no. asking. No. <laughs> Like we are the NFL and they are baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually... It's a very good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we can try and keep finding someone our age, but other than that, I think. Yeah, within keep... within a couple of years, right? I, I think it's important that we all kind of know them, and ideally, they went to Siakam. That kind of fits like the. We have like a lot yeah. of I feel like <laughs> Siakam um, like nostalgia in our league when we like get together and everything. So I feel like e- like someone else, even if they're like a 
a nice person we all got along they would feel a lot left out about a lot of things like yeah. hanging out with us so and Adam Pronick was also in that league, still not. So there is also the Pronick connection in there. Yeah. <laughs> He's won a championship too in that league, though. So <laughs> imagine coming to a league and then realizing that the trophy is like named after your younger brother. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we keep the search open. I, I think it's important, as you said, it needs to doesn't need to be somebody that we all know closely, but I think. In a lot of ways, even for like competitive fairness with the ability to make trades with people, it needs to be somebody that at least everybody would like recognize and say hi to if you saw them in the grocery store. Yeah, that's a fair point, right? Because like, you know, so-and-so brings in their friend and then they're the only ones that trades with them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good point. I, I mean, I we do can always feel... ask like Ethan, right? Like, I think Ethan just didn't play because he was really busy. You can see like if things change. Mike seemed to back, think right? that was an absolute no-go when I brought up that suggestion. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. He's still mad about the Queen 4 offsuit. <laughs> Could have looked it up by now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, even, like, I had fun when Jack was in the league. I think I probably know him better than most mm. of the league. Um, but mm. I certainly, like, I think it's pretty uncontroversial that 16 is a great size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Kurt, like, for sure in if we can find a 16? He seemed totally pretty receptive, sure, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. okay. he's, he's back living in, like, the lower mainland. Like he's an original of, member, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, him and Dion used to split a team, I think. Right, and then and then he's just he traveled so much for work yeah. that he it's just sort of hard to keep up when you're not here. So show me a TDs, I believe was his. yeah. <laughs> that took me an embarrassing amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> well, we can uh, throw out some feelers for next year and uh, try and get up to sixteen. Sixteen so brutal, but I love it. But it is. Uh... It is. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, totally. Panic levels on um, Team Canada at the World Junior Championships, losing five two. Um, that's okay. It's first first round robin game. It's okay. Yeah, but I mean, I actually forget the name. Who they lose to though? Czechia. Was it? Yep. <clears throat> five two. That's not good. I mean, they did just have a first overall draft pick, but he wasn't even playing for them. Um. <laughs> Yeah. This is honestly the first I'm hearing about it. I don't know what the expectations oh. of the team were this year. Well, they yeah. should be unbelievable. They have yeah. Shane Wright, who played nine games in the NHL. They've got the top two draft prospects coming into the league or this year, and Bedard, who's a phenom, and then Adam Fantilli, who's probably going to go second. And gonna, Team yeah. is always unreal. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get they get a little bonus. They get to play Germany today, so they'll win like <clears> 8-1 or something. It'll feel better, and then, yeah. Probably there was a lot of old school like pearl clutching on Twitter because like they were quote Canada was quote unquote trying to skill it up and they lost five two and it was like the classic we got to bear down and play defense and hit people it's like you guys want Connor Bedard to go throw a hip check no he's like trying to do Michigan's and shit so it's just kind of funny the absolute consternation that goes through Canada because a couple of a team of nineteen year olds lost a game in Halifax yeah mm-hmm. we'll see. One thing I'll say for the World Junior Championships that I love is the way that they do the relegation bracket. I think that it is one of the most interesting tournament formats because of that. If you don't make the make the medal rounds, you go into this relegation bracket, and if you lose it, your country is not in the tournament next year. So it like really brings a lot of interest there. I think. Do you think I remember maybe we should in implement something like that in the SSFL? I've said it before. I would love to go <laughs> to a relegation style like thirty-two team league. Have a Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there, um, and sorry to sidetrack you, Eric, but isn't there 
something on reddit where they had like this giant like uh fantasy football league where like you win you go up to the next one and then like the buy it's like a pyramid scheme essentially and so the money in like the top league is like a lot and um if you lose you get relegated okay so here's you, that up you, that? i've been on the waiting list for that league since like 2011 <laughs> got in yet okay <laughs> okay here's so what we do we absorb the ndfl <laughs> they make them the relegation yeah <laughs> You win, you get it. you get a website, you get fractional points, you get change. <laughs> I think you have to have consistent rules between the leagues. I don't know if there's probably some uh, unresolvable uh, differences for that merger to happen. Mm. Yeah, the two QB thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, there, how big is that league? 16, 16, I think. And they do two QBs? Yeah, it's yeah. dumb. It, it makes more sense at 16, I think. I disagree. I still think it's dumb. I think it makes less sense. Like Blaine Gabbard's drafted. Ridiculous. So for the record, they I don't, don't think do Blaine hard... Gabbard got drafted. They don't do straight two QB, but they do uh, super, flex. super flex. So right. you don't end up with a second quarterback. You're not like having a blank spot in your lineup. Yeah. Still, yes, it's tough. I want to move our... are the majority of the first round. Probably. I want to move our eight team leagues to double or to super flex. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it makes boring. more sense. I think there because then you you get more quarterbacks involved. And you have yeah, to actually that makes look sense. down the list. Yeah, that makes. Sense. I think the biggest thing that and Brandon's always said this is because they don't have fab. Um, when you have that many quarterbacks drafted, essentially all well, not essentially all of the starters get drafted. Um, some and some people draft three of them, but if your quarterback gets hurt and you're not high on the waiver priority, you don't have a chance to pick up the backup. Whereas if it's fab, at least you can throw down like 40 fab and guarantee that the you know, the backup is picked up. Um, so it's like sometimes you just get fucked and it's like not. And it's like a 16 team league. Like the waiver is not like, oh, well, I'll just play like a replacement level wide receiver. It's like some yeah, fucking yeah, third exactly. string like Muppet there need, too. You need the backup quarterback. Um, just like feels a little bit. Is that there's no synergy in their rules. It's very patchwork. They just kind of like came up with a bunch of ideas and there's no like. <laughs> reflection and um adjustment like this about this yeah <clears throat> and then you yeah you try and get it to gamma he's like no 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 i'm not changing anything <laughs> you know like yeah we like overlook things and then it comes up during the year and then we vote on it and change it and then it's better for next year and, and then dion's mad and picks up a bunch of Dion defenses <laughs> all right so we really wonder what he was doing with those defenses do you think it was a mad thing or is yeah. It yeah just yeah oh yeah, yeah. okay We'll see. I, Brandon called him out in the uh, SSFL chat. So my guess is he's just trying to make you guys spend your fab. If I if I had to guess, well, he's got I, me good I wouldn't there. Even, <laughs> I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops. Him. Sorry, Brandon, you have zero, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, no. So I think that's exactly why he did it to <laughs> just just because he could. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he drops them before the game, though. Isn't it isn't it going to be funny though that we're probably going to implement another rule change because of this action by Dion and it's just yeah. going to make we can call it the Dion Lane rule too just to, one one day he'll learn actions have consequences and until then we'll just keep making laws called the stay in your lane rule oh <laughs> yes oh that's fantastic got it oh, oh that's, that's also brilliant. the title yeah that's brilliant well I don't really have anything I think can uh, follow up that. And uh, I'm going to get on with my day. So are this gonna, has been... Are, sorry, are you going to send out the superlatives at some point too? And we'll get everyone to vote on that. Is that the plan? And then talk yeah. about next pod? Yeah. yeah, I was like right in the middle of my do and I outro. And then we were going to... I was going to talk about that quick, but... Oh, oh, sorry. I meant like more just to make people aware that... 
This is the classic Greg Rosenthal hammering over Dan Hans is trying to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I see what you're saying. Um, for next week, we'll come back. We'll talk to the uh, champion of the SSFL 2023. Uh, this, the best part of this is that I don't have to try and book fucking Justin or something for next week. Definitely. That was <laughs> never a Anyway, I will send out those superlatives. Uh, if you've listened this far, thank you. You're, thank you, Tyler, basically. And uh, go do the superlatives. We'll go through those next week.